Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith and thank you for listening. David is not here right now. He is at the LA Film Fest. And so uh, so I'm going to say right off the bat we've got a couple of guests and this episode is going to be very spoiler filled for uh, the for Man of Steel. So if you have not seen that film then you might want to skip this episode. But not before I tell you about Hit successfully funded on Kickstarter earlier this year is the debut book from Gentleman Baby Comics. It is the story of Connor Connolly, a hitman from Boston sent to kill two people in Arkansas. But when it's time to pull the trigger, Connor discovers all is not as it seems. For your copy, go to uh, GentlemanBabyComics.com and buy a physical copy for $5 or a digital copy for 3 Also, for any Florida listeners, come see Gentleman Baby Comics at the, don't know if this is how you pronounce it, Ocala, 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 I, I believe. Ocala? I okay. think it's Ocala. The Ocala Comic Con on June 29th and 30th or at Florida Supercon in Miami from July 4th through uh, the 7th. You can find all this information and more at facebook.com slash gentlemanbabycomics. Uh, I also want to tell everybody about Tweaked Audio. So you go to tweakedaudio.com slash pretension. You can get uh, quality earbuds at a low, low price. And if you type it, and so if you go to... Uh, pretension you type in the, the code pretension you will get i believe 33 percent off so that's a very exciting uh, prospect okay enough of that maybe i shouldn't say that when <laughs> if the sponsor is listening uh let's just cast that aside all right enough uh, of the crap of the people giving us money <laughs> right, exactly you need to so um all right so i'm going to welcome in our our guests uh they are uh now, when when I was when I took my hiatus and David was was here, uh, he would have an, a guest that he'd had on before that we'd had on before, and then that guest would bring uh, someone that had not mm-hmm. been on the show before. Uh, David has more faith in people than I do. I'd much rather it be proven people that I know and can talk to. <laughs> so, uh, so we've got Pat Francis. Hello, and we got Mike Siegel. Hi, everybody. How you guys doing? Great. And, and I've been on before, and Mike's been on before. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which one of us is the fake uh, David today? Who's going to play David? Huh. Be I would like to, I, w- I want to be the guest. Okay. Okay. All I'll, right. I'll be. I'll be pretend, David. <laughs> okay. You can be. All right. See. Try to work some politics in if you can. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, but uh, but anyway. So um, so I I want to. We got a lot to get to regarding this uh, this movie, especially because I don't know what either of you think about it. And right. I'm preparing for a, a possible debate. Um, but first things first. I wanted to talk about uh, a very tragic uh, event that happened uh, this past week, and that was the death of uh, actor James Gandolfini. Uh, I was very sad about this. He died at fifty-one. First off, I thought he was much older um, because <laughs> right. just as, as Tony when, Soprano, when the Soprano he was started, he was probably like mid-thirties. Right? Yeah, but he was. Pl- but his he, his character had a daughter who was like eighteen. Yeah, and so he was clearly playing older. So I guess I just assumed he was older. Right. Yeah, fifty-one surprised me too. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm a I'm about a year and a half shy of being fifty-one. <laughs> so I thought he was older than that too. Yeah, and uh, but it's just it's very sad, especially. Um, for a number of reasons, um, friend of the show, uh, Pat Healy, uh, put something on Facebook that says that he's he was friends with James Gandolfini, and a couple days before he left for Italy, the two hung out. And wow. uh, and it's going to sound weird, and, and you guys have been in Los Angeles longer uh, than I have, mm. and so this is kind of a new thing for me. But you know, for a long time, when a when an actor or director would die, I would think, oh, that's unfortunate. They had such a great career. Like I'd think about them purely professionally and artistically. And then when Pat put that, I realized, like, yeah, he also was a person with friends, and this means something to people. Right. And now it, it's much closer to home. Like, there have been actors 
and directors and comedians that have been on this show that I know fairly well at this point, and if one of them were to die, other people would say, oh, their their career, that's unfortunate. And I think, oh, I don't, I know them, and they're gone. And it's, uh, I don't know yeah. why, but that, that struck me. It, was, it, it struck me more than, than past deaths. Yeah, and as you get older, Tyler, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> death becomes unfortunately is like a it's a big, bigger part of your life. I, oh yeah, this year I lost a cousin. Oh man, I lost. Um, well, uh, you know, I don't know if you knew Scott Kennedy, the comedian who died. I've, he- I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah, it was the same kind of thing, and he just kind of died in his sleep. Yeah, another heart thing, and he was a heavy guy, but uh, certainly yeah. way too young. I mean, probably in, well, I think late forties, mid to late forties. Yeah, I mean, I've I've lost people, but it's been a while, and so and it's not like James Gandolfini caused like that initial sting right, of, right. of grief or anything. But uh, I don't know. It's just knowing that I had friends because at this point I would count Pat Healy as a friend. Uh, I have friends who are feeling that, and so I was just like, yeah. oh right, this means something to people. Other yeah, you're than, once removed, it's exactly just right there. And yeah. the, and the, the the Facebook and the Twitter is burning up with the Gandolfini. Like I actually tweeted, I said. You know, Tom Hanks didn't die. It's James Gandolfini. Because it just, I cannot believe how crazy, I guess, The Sopranos was to people. Because I, I never saw The Sopranos. No, You're that's kidding what me. It, that's what it, no. what it is. Really? And, and, and to me, you know, James Gandolfini, I've only ever seen him play Italian guys and military guys. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm well, like, we've all only seen him play Italian guys. Right. Yeah, so, so like, you know, as, you know, so, but uh, no, it's no, it's no good when people die. <laughs> is it? No. no okay, not. so we're coming down on anti-death. Anti-death. I'm against it. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's. Uh, but I guarantee um, you, it's this. It's the Sopranos thing. Not merely because he does so much within the character, but mm-hmm. also any time you spend. You know, I think that show was on for seven. There are six and a half, like six seasons, but I think it was over eight years. Anytime you spend eight years with someone, even as they're in a character, yeah. you feel like oh, I know. I kind of know this person, right? Like if a like if a Jason Alexander were to die, like right. that would be a, a mm-hmm. big deal for some people, including me. Well, I found out in reading a little more about him after he died that he was engaged to this woman, Laura Somoza, mm-hmm. uh, like in two thousand one or something like that, and it ended amicably. Okay, as according to this, and uh, I'm I was like, boy, I know that name, and it turns out I'm Facebook friends with her. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> and then I go I go to her page, and there's people are sending condolences yeah. and, and stuff like that. But then also she's you know out in uh, she's hiking in Grand Canyon I think right now <laughs> posting photos of that. Wow. So I mean yeah I, yeah I mean she wrote one simple thing it's mm-hmm. like thank you for those of us who knew him uh, it's it's a sad day and stuff yeah. but I mean it, so yeah I'm once removed right now digitally and I <laughs> so. you know because and everyone's like uh, well you know he wasn't he was a little he was a hefty guy maybe yeah. that had something to do with but uh, John Goodman's still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to tell a quick John Goodman anecdote that I've been telling people all week. Okay. When I first moved out here, I did extra work. All right. And one of the things I did extra work was on a, pro- a TV production of A Streetcar Named Desire. It was with Alec Baldwin, oh, yes. Jessica Lang, and, well, John Good- and John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it was, was all, the, the Carl Malden role, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all on a soundstage down at Raleigh Studios, and uh, but it was, a, it was a lunch break, and they brought a thing full of sandwiches out, and John Goodman, he, he's smoking... He's leaning up against the wall. He's smoking and he's sweating profusely. <laughs> Goodman. Yeah. And he grabs a sandwich. And I am not making this up. He takes a puff of his cigarette. Then takes a bite of the sandwich. <laughs> chews it up, swallows it, 
and then exhales, <laughs> ex- exhales the smoke. And I just watched this, and I was like, he will be dead by the end of the day. <laughs> I'm like, that is so... I couldn't have been grossed out in more ways than to see, first of all, smoking. Uh, well, the smoke and, really flavors that sandwich. I was like, what are you doing? Well, I also read in the bio, Gandolfini was on Broadway in that show. I oh, believe. wow. Look at that. So he might have been doing the... He might have been doing the Goodman part. Wow. Or something. But that was at least on his the IMDb page. That's what he said. But is there in that production? Is so there been any, a lot of Broadway? Has there been any details come out? He just he had a heart attack. It was a, it was a heart attack. And he that's was, it. Yeah, and uh, and he was on vacation with his children and his son. Oh, found him. I think he had like a one year old or something. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I know he has. I think he has more than one kid, but I don't. I don't recall. But so he uh, just yeah. he was like two different wives. I think was he like in a bathroom or something? He had a heart attack and then they I, that I don't know. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's very it is very tragic. And that's the thing. So I've been talking about like. Him as a person is very mm-hmm. tragic, but professionally, it's tra- like when you find out, oh, he's 51, and this last year, he turned out some of the best work of his career. I loved him in Zero Dark Thirty. I didn't see Don't, f- I didn't say not, I didn't see Not Fade Away, but apparently he's great in that, but I did see Killing Them Softly. Did you guys see that? No, I did not. Well, I saw Burt Wonderstone last night. He's in that, isn't he? He yes. is. He's good. Maybe the only thing in there that's good. <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was in a movie with Robert Redford called The Last Castle. Did you guys see yeah, that? Yeah, the prison uh, I, movie. Yes. Yeah. And he's the uh, warden. Kind of, of a military kind type of military. guy. Yeah. Well, last, in Burt Wonderstone, he's a, he's a, he's an, uh, an, a casino owner, kind of an Italian guy. Okay, <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, but in Killing Them Softly, and I've, I've said it on the, on the show before, uh, that I thought he should have been nominated last year for Killing Them Softly, where he plays... Uh, a, a hitman, so he's still like criminal kind of, but he just plays him like is just this guy who's getting older and getting more and more cynical and just sad. But his sadness comes out as a, a certain type of anger and irritability, and uh, it's it's a I love the movie, but also his performance is just astounding to me. So that's the Brad Pitt movie, right? yeah. Yeah, so if, if you, uh, listeners, if you haven't seen that, seek it out. But also, I thought his, yeah, I thought he was great as the voice of Carol on Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, yeah, yeah, he oh, was yeah. good. <laughs> he was good as that. Like, just capturing the, the childlike quality mm-hmm. of the character while still being und- undeniably James Gandolfini. Yep. Um, but and, yeah, and you wouldn't so. have thought that he would have been cast as that part. Right. It's very out-of-the-box thinking for that. Yeah, and and he more than... He more than sold it, and uh, and I did, And speaking of the last castle, that's one that I had forgotten about. And then I went on his uh, his IMDb page, and I was like, oh yeah, that movie's not that great. But he's really he really takes that villain character and turns it into something. True that Romance is, was the one that I really oh yeah put him on the map for well for me and most people. Yeah. I think that it was like who is that guy? Yeah, I listened to Mike Schmidt's podcast, and he uh, oh. he recorded the day of, and uh, <laughs> so True Romance is a big movie for him. And so he and he talked about the big scene where. Where I think he's beating James, up. Yeah, James Gold, um, Gandolfini yeah. gets like a corkscrew in his foot, and then like something bashed over his head, and he just looks at her and says like, "All right, no more, Mister Fucking Nice yeah. Guy," and just like that is. Of course, Mike Schmidt would like that, but yes. uh, and that's a, but he's fighting with Patricia Arquette, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. she slams him with the, the with the with the back of a toilet. That sounds yes, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It breaks over his head. But it's yeah. just so shocking that uh, that scene just to, like this huge guy is beating up this woman mm-hmm. so yeah. so badly. Yeah, and you're like they're not going to show that. Oh, they did. Oh, look, yeah. at him. he's yeah. still going. Yeah. Oh, Tarantino wrote going. this. Yeah, they'll yeah. show it. Yeah. So um, and then see when he talks to Brad Pitt through the <laughs> Brad Pitt is hysterical in that movie. Yeah. Brad Pitt's owner. He's an amazing actor. He's good. He is really good. I I I like Brad Pitt a lot. I think he uh, when I was younger, I think I gave him kind of a, a bad shake, like I did with DiCaprio. It's like I was just getting guys by on his get, looks. Never get the yeah. credit. Right. Like Paul Newman never won an Oscar until he was old. Yeah. And yeah. 
Yeah, but he should have won it for like Hustler and Hud, and, yeah, and, yeah. and you know that was a body these. of work. Yeah, cool uh, yeah, hand Luke uh, and all these things. Which is weird. He had won the Tom lifetime. Tom Cruise has to get old and ugly before he's going to get respect. And, yeah, yeah. True. I mean, he's been not. He's gotten his nominations, but yeah. And Pitt hasn't won, and Clooney won supporting, but he hasn't won lead yet. Um, but uh, it's it's really just when they're like, it's like Hollywood sits back and says like, all right, when you show when you get ugly, then we'll know that you're a good actor. And just like, but did you not see Born on the Fourth of July or Magnolia, or yeah. did you not see? Uh, Michael Clayton uh, he was up against Daniel Day-Lewis There's Rain no Man Tom Cruise carried that movie yeah. oh no he question carried the whole, it's all in his shoulders yeah yeah. And I really get I get angry when people go uh, Tom Cruise he's not a good actor I'm like well that's because you're thinking of just Top Gun or you're thinking of you're not thinking you're and not digging he's a bad actor you don't have a, a no. 30, 40 year career yeah. you just don't yeah. I mean and there's a lot of pretty people out there and I, uh, constantly, if you're not talented right. you're not gonna last no. and I constantly say Mike Schmidt and I both say this he's, he is our he's our greatest movie star right now He's a movie star. Hmm. Opens movies. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, I mean, you got Hanks. Fr- I guess you do. Yeah. From a but, mo- uh, from of our a generation, movies. he's yeah. like, like he doesn't take the. Ch- I think Brad Pitt takes more chances. Yeah. Than Tom Tom Cruise does currently. Currently, yes. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp. Yeah. You know, maybe can Johnny, Depp, Johnny Depp is a. He was always a character actor who was blessed with good looks. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a character again, actor. He's gonna get ugly and wear like or a pirate costume <laughs> to win any yeah. awards. You know? Yeah, or just you know cake on the makeup for uh, Sweeney Todd and yeah. and be a really but, you know at least takes chances. You know but, you gotta yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Depp is always surrounded by like the movie is like equal to Johnny Depp being in it. It's so it's always like these weird. You know, Alice in Wonderland, Willy Wonka, yeah. Tonto. Yeah. He's always like... There would be no Pirates of the Caribbean franchise with a Jack, without Jack Sparrow. No, no, no. He got nominated for an Oscar for that. Well, he was really good. Did he win no. for that? No, he didn't. He lost to Sean Penn, a much yeah. more respectable actor, of Like, the, <laughs> the only movie recently that came out where he was just like a guy was that Angelina Jolie thing, The Yeah, which the kind tourist. of bombed. The tourist, And that, yeah. that bombed. Yeah. So, you, Depp has to be... No, yeah, when I, I when I shrouded in makeup, when I seem incredulous when I say he got nominated for an Oscar, I think he absolutely deserved to be nominated yeah, yeah, yeah. for that Oscar. But no one would ever, no, like it doesn't fit the narrative of the Oscars that that character gets yeah. nominated for lead. Yeah, I'm trying right. to think what was his uh, big movie that he was like a normal guy. It was, was the one with uh, the gangster movie with Blow. Oh, Don, Donnie Brasco. Donnie, Donnie Brasco, and then Blow. Yeah. A oh, and bit. by the way, Donnie Brasco is amazing. And that, yeah, how did that not? Well, that was was that nominated for anything that year? No, that's like the biggest crime in it cinema is, for me. It was ninety seven. That was a that was a strong year as far as like uh, Oscar bait. That you had your Titanic, your Goodwill Hunting, your mm. like Confidential. All right, your Happy um, Gilmore. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone was great in Brasco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a that's a wonderful yeah. uh, a wonderful movie. But that's the thing is like, so he had like his nick of time as Donnie Brasco. But before that. He was still Ed Wood oh, playing I love kind Ed of Wood. yeah kind of a Edward Scissor's hands. I like that. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, he, I feel bad that we start, start talking about other people than I know. James Gandolfini, right. but that's all right. Um, well, we're talking about people that are alive. Yeah. But you've watched the link. <laughs> I remember visibly Johnny noticing. Depp's probably 51. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Him and James Gandolfini are the same age? <laughs> Come on, that's crazy. And Keith Richards. Brad living, Pitt's 50. I know. Still alive. Yeah. Yep. Brad Pitt's 50. Tom Cruise is 50. Yeah. How are they the same age as Gandolfini? Speaking of Brad Pitt and James Gandolfini, The Mexican, which is not that good of a movie, James mm-hmm. Gandolfini is wonderful. Oh, yeah. That. That's what Julie Roberts... I've never seen it. Oh, it's it's actually a better movie than I thought it was going to be, but Gandolfini specifically, because uh, he was right in the middle of The Sopranos. He was established as Tony Soprano now, mm-hmm. and then he takes 
this very strange character and uh, and does great stuff with it. He's just a he was just a very great just a really solid dependable actor yeah. and uh, and by all accounts just a really good guy. In the Mexican well. does he play Hitman? He does, of course. All right. Italian? And get Shorty. Italian? I just love Get Shorty, too. He yeah. was good in that. He was Bear. The, bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where he had... Stuntman. Yeah, he had, a southern, he had a southern accent and a beard, so he might not have been Italian. He might not have been. Yeah. All right. There you go. No way to tell. Is he from so- bubble, southern right? Italy? Or as my mom would say, Italy? <laughs> Italy. <laughs> well, you can even see during the course of The Sopranos, I remember visibly noticing... That he got heavier as oh, yeah. the series went on. And, Pasta. And he, he was... Probably, yeah. And then one season, it really just dawned on me, oh my God, he's eating in every scene. <laughs> in just about every scene. Whether he's at breakfast, he's always in his kitchen, he's getting something to eat. Yeah. He's at the restaurant getting something. Yeah. He's in his office, and they're bringing him a sandwich. It was uh, unbelievable. That would be hard. Well, and I, I have a friend who is, uh, who's like half Italian, and his... Uh, Lower half? Come on now. Hey... All right. Yeah, I think we're going. I think we can wrap this up. (laughs) But uh, and he's somebody who loves. He loves food, and he's and I believe he's. I think at the moment he is visiting his family, and I believe they're in New Jersey. Uh, But uh, but yeah, he loves food, and he'll just eat all the time. And I mean, he's skinny as a rail, so good for him. But like, uh, already. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I hate him. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, friend, I can't put enough quotes around that. But but yeah, and so it's just. uh, that that seems to be the uh, cultural thing. <laughs> oh, certainly, it's a huge yeah. part of the culture. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, so um, so I, we do need to to move on. But it was just uh, so I wanted to throw some stuff out there yeah, as far no. as recommendations: Mexican, Last Castle, Killing Them Softly, Where the Wild Things Are, True and, Romance, and True Romance, and Pat for you, The Sopranos, and The Sopranos. <laughs> so, you have to look at that. rest in peace. Indeed. All right. Now, I will not say let's get into it, shall we? Because that's David's <laughs> line. So, Mike, you can say it because you're the David today. Well, this is exciting. Let's get into it, shall we? All right. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> Superman. Actually, Man of Steel. Yeah, be, come on. Man of be... Steel. Yeah. The word Superman is said, I think, one and a half times in yes. the film. By okay. the way, I think they, and, and before we even start, I think they missed the boat with titling this thing. Okay. I think they should have stuck with what they did with Batman, and the second movie should have been Man of Steel, much like the second. Yeah. And I think this should have been called maybe The Birth of Superman. Yeah. Or, or even Superman Begins, maybe. So the last one was Superman Returns. Yes. Yeah, but that is In nothing... 96, yeah. or 2006, right? Yeah. yeah. And I did not see that one. So okay. I'm putting that out there. Okay. Right well, I, I have to assume we'll probably touch on that. Okay. Uh, yeah, that we will. Film. Okay. But well, I'll give a little bit of history. So listener, long-time listeners know that anytime anything Christopher, Lo- Christopher Nolan or DC related and is not the Green Lantern is released, <laughs> uh, Pat will be on the show. Either we will ask him to be on or, or he will volunteer. Hey, I'm coming <laughs> so, over. And so we got, a, we got an email saying, hey, I want to talk about this. And uh, unfortunately, David uh, was at the LA Film Fest and would not have gotten a chance to see the film. And so we opted to do this. And uh, so, because yeah. in LA, it's very hard to find a screening around your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> he, had a, he has a day job, and in the evening, he's going to like two movies. So there's, you know, by the time I, he gets out of that, uh, you know, I will not have you bash my co-host. That is the job of our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. And so, um, and they play that role pretty well. Yeah. So, um, so Pat, yes. aside from just the ex- just the history and the expectation, yes, what was it about this film that made you need to talk about it? Well. In my opinion, whether you like it or don't like it, and you okay. cannot like it, but it's still, for me, the best Superman movie we've been given so far. Hmm. Okay. Because Superman 3 and 4 are unwatchable. Okay. 
Superman Wait, with uh, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor oh. and then Nuclear Man. Yeah, that, in okay, four. those are. I'll those give you are, that. Those are un- like is unwatchable. Robert Vaughn is Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn's in yeah. Superman Ooh, three, three with. Yeah. Boy, oh boy! But those two are literally they they are they are the Batman and Robin. Right. Or we can the, we can excuse yes. those. Okay. Those are off yeah. the map. Okay. Well, and the fact that Superman Returns was a sequel to Superman two, as if the three and yeah, four yeah. didn't yes. exist. And then Superman Returns is just so much. Of of a love letter to the Donner movies, yeah, that it did, really doesn't give us a Superman for the current day. Yeah, it was just too it was too light. Yeah, there was no one same, for him to fight. I mean, you he know, used the same types, same font for the credits, the same, same font, same, same music, uh, same Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando, the same end credits and opening credits sequence. Yeah, like the exact same thing, and almost a remake of Superman one because it was Lex yeah. Luthor and it was about it was about uh, real estate again. Yeah, so and, albeit not a good plan no one no. would ever want to live on the real estate that he creates no, no. <laughs> superman yeah. returns and um just so many little problems with that they they bullets deflect off his suit but then when he goes to the hospital they're able to cut it right off of him it just doesn't you know what i mean the kryptonite scissors who directed okay. that one that was brian, That's brian singer. singer and okay. it was just too much of a love letter so and yeah. i and i i like all the supermen that have been on screen i think christopher reeve is great i think i thought brandon ralph did a fine job. I and he was cast because not only does he look like Christopher Reeve, but he kind of evokes him, especially yes. as Clark Kent. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, the, the, these guys just haven't been given great material yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first Superman movie with Christopher Reeve, the first 40 minutes, I think, is the best of any of the Superman movies. I think that chunk from, from the beginning until he leaves the Fortress of Solitude when he flies out of there, mm-hmm. I think all that is a 10, the best thing we've seen ever. Okay. But then for me, when Ned Beatty comes bumbling in as Otis, yeah. it loses all credibility because the greatest criminal mind, Lex Luthor, would mm-hmm. not be saddled with this Yeah, these were like, idiot. These were, they were like Batman TV show uh, uh, yes, cronies. they like, were. Yeah, no. <laughs> goons. And then it just kind of... Hey, Mr. Luthor. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Luthor. And it, as fun as it is for Christopher Reeve to play Clark as a bumbling idiot and clumsy... It's you know, and he was great at it. It just mm. it's it just I don't know. I think my favorite, and you know what, I've never as I was talking with uh-huh. uh, one of the writers who grew up with Superman comics. Mm-hmm. I never read Superman. Yeah. I don't have any real investment in the character. Right. Um, but my favorite is probably that first Donner one, um, just because yeah. it that one has what so few superhero movies now, including Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has what they lack, which is. Just a such just a sense of fun. Yeah, I don't remember. That's the what last... I was going to bring up about this one. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Well, that it was missing. I was missing that. Yeah, and I wanted it, and I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Pay, I didn't pay to see an opera. Yes, it's right. heavy, and it just seemed. The where was it's yeah. a comic book movie? Yeah, someone there should re- be some sense of fun. Some review called it a space opera. <laughs> it kind of has that quality. Yeah, and then okay, and then real quick, Superman two yeah. is. Uh, is uh is pretty is pretty great because Zod's pretty great, yeah. but then Zod also has the mentally challenged guy with him. Yeah, but he at least has the the advantage of being big and strong. Otis never had that. No, no, no. And then <laughs> Superman takes the S off his suit and throws it. Yeah, that's kind of. And then Zod has powers that I've never seen. Like he'll point at a truck and raise it up in the air with his finger, and I'm like, well, what the hell is that? What's where'd that come from? It's just kind of like they wrote it as yeah. they went along. And then that fight in Times Square in Superman two back then was amazing and now if you watch it it's like 
so slow moving like you throw a truck and it goes against the wall and it takes him like 40 seconds to get out (laughs) from it and it's just like all in one static shot yeah and like when when someone throws a truck at superman he should just go boom stopped it it shouldn't like the force of a truck shouldn't push him across down the street yeah he's fucking superman (laughs) so okay that said uh I thought uh, this this Henry Cavill is that how you say it? Yeah, Cavill. I, I, I don't know. Cavill, Cavill. He looks like Superman. He does. He's got those steely blue eyes, the 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 square jaw, and he's jacked up. Yeah, you can get lost in those eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Did you like him? I did like him. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't think they gave him a lot to work with. I mean, it was no, just like, they still haven't. It's still a lot of him staring off into the distance and, yeah. and just. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wanted to be. It's hard to bring... And I, I didn't think there was any chemistry between him and... Uh, no. Or little and to I, none. And, and I love Amy Adams. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. And there's just... The thing that got me... By and large, I did not... I didn't really like it. But here's the thing, is that all the elements are there. Yeah. Huge budget, obviously. Right. Good special effects that great, I think are not used well. Great casting. Great cast, including Michael Shannon, who I think is wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's all there, but then you remember, like... Zack Snyder, I've Zack Snyder directed this, and that's the thing is he he he's always been a David and I recently did a, a profile on Zack Snyder, and uh, he's a fascinating director, but one that I don't necessarily care for. Dawn of the Dead, I love Dawn of the Dead, it's great. And then he made other movies. Uh, uh, You're not a fan of Three Hundred. Three Hundred, no. No? no. Okay. Um, and I'm not a fan of uh, his version of Watchmen. It, that's the thing. There are stuff that I like in those movies, but I don't think those that stuff can be attributed to him. Right. It's just like, well, Alan Moore's a, a genius. That's the, why. Wa- that's the stuff I like in Watchmen. Yeah. And the casting of Rorschach is really good. Yes. Uh, not Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Jack Carroll <laughs> Haley. Jack um, but uh, but yeah, it's just it's. <laughs> well done. He wa- he watches the yeah, Watchmen. I watch. Watchmen. I watch dead people. No wait. I. So you didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. There's enough. That's the thing. I can still recognize the good elements mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But I just, more than anything, <laughs> I almost wish that it were worse than it was because then I could just dismiss it. Right. As it is right now, when you see good things there, yeah. you're just like, you're so close. It's yeah. all there. Yeah. So. The, uh, and, and it's Mike, hard to recommend it. And Mike, you know you, what I mean? People yeah, ask yeah. me, should I see it? I go, uh, if you're really into it. And, and your opinion of it is. I didn't. Uh, Again, it was, like, it was missing that sense of fun. But my, I going into it, I was never a Superman guy, mm-hmm. and I had problems with the Superman character to begin with. It's hard the to... fact that he's invincible, and it's he's got too many powers. I had this right. problem with, with him as a kid. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. this problem. So the most even fight he can have is with people from yeah. his own planet. Because exactly. I always, after that, where do you go? I mean, yeah. he, he's invincible. Because he, I always think of it as he can't fight anyone that's from Earth. Because right. that would be like if if I went in to a nursery school. <laughs> there could be 500 nursery school kids there and I would whip all 500. They could right. not get, a, you know, that's what I always think it would be like for him to fight anyone that's not. I feel like this is a humble brag, Pat. Are you saying you can beat <laughs> up five kids? I could know. I mean, kids. 500 one year olds don't stand a chance against my iron fists. But so um, starting from a place of he's not even human. I know it's really difficult. And so it's where do you where do you go? So what they did. What, so be, what what so Superman family right, daddy issues. Right. But what Superman Returns didn't have was someone for him to physically fight. So they right. knew that for this movie, he had to be able to fight someone. Mm-hmm. And so they chose to, to do the Zod thing again, which I think is good. I think yeah. that's a good idea. And also in the in in the true 
they're clearly modeling it after Nolan's Dark Knight where mm-hmm. they do not have his primary villain in the first film. Right. They have a hint with LexCorp. You right. might have seen it on the truck. And there. they have a hint mm-hmm. of Batman with Wayne Industries on the satellite. Did you well, see oh, that? I didn't see that. Yeah. And just the uh, just and then like, you know, at the end of Batman, like they flip over the card with the Joker and right. there it is. Um, but they still need to have for that first one. They still need to have uh a villain well they don't need to they're opting to have a villain who has ties to his past right they got Ra's al Ghul they've got Zod right like just they're and they're trying to mimic the same tone and right. all that but it's just but it but that's the thing the dark tone works for Batman right it's at night everything's at night all the actions at yeah. night um, he isn't invincible Right. Yeah. He, he can be and we see he's injured he's getting yeah. stitches he's all bruised up it's why uh, Batman Begins is actually my favorite of those films well it's like, really you great see him, you see him Evolve yeah. as a hero, and if they could take that and the sense of fun I had watching Iron Man or the Avengers, right. yeah, which were fun, yes, yeah. which is what I go to a comic book movie yeah. for. But that's the thing—they're fun, but they don't, they don't, uh, they don't ignore like serious ramifications of things. Right. Like that's what I like about the Iron Man movies—is yeah. they find a way, and that's part of the brilliance of. Robert Downey Jr. is mm-hmm. he can sell the funny lines just as much as the serious yeah, lines. Yeah, right. a lot of it's him, and he's yeah. very likable. Like if we're going to compare Superman to, let's say, Thor, uh, that Thor character is fun and funny. Yeah, he is in those, in both of those movies. They've got that fun. They've got like a they get humor from like fish out of water yeah. stuff, and they sell yeah, it. It's right. really good. Or even the line when the, in Avengers when they go when he goes, "Hey, that's my brother," and they go, "Your brother just killed a hundred innocent yeah. people." We're half brothers, or whatever he says. <laughs> he's, adopted. He's, he's adopted. Yeah, I mean it's so great, and yeah. and Thor looks invincible too, and yeah. pretty much is. I mean, it, Superman is really. I, I know that both Captain America and Thor came after Superman, but right. The personality of Captain America and the powers of Thor, you basically have Superman, Superman. there. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, that more than anything was just if they had just injected. I, I think there's one or two vaguely humorous things in there. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they are, but right. that's that is that is the Which signature. Is the problem. Oh, you yeah. should remember. What they yeah, yeah. When there's only remember. two. If yeah. there's only two, you should remember. <laughs> yeah, but that's the that's the thing for me is that's the Zack Snyder trademark is just a yeah. general humorlessness. The um now the things I did like about it, they didn't give us uh an origin. First of all, we all know the story of Superman. Oh yeah. Everyone knows it. We've seen it a million times. Yeah. But I liked how they did it this time in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And I also liked when he was, uh, I wrote a review for Pop Culture Beast. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I'd probably back that down to a 7 out of okay. 10. Uh, maybe I'll go on there and edit that down to a 7. <laughs> but I did like the scene. I like a couple scenes. I liked when he was a kid in, in grade school. And the teacher's asking a question and he can't focus because he can hear everything. And yeah. he can yes. see, not through your clothes where I can see your naughty parts. He sees through your skin and he sees everything yeah. and for me it felt like uh it felt like how a kid with autism yeah. might be in school and how a kid with autism probably has so many powers do we say or abilities mm-hmm. that we're not seeing because we can't get past what he's feeling yeah. and that really felt like and i loved when his mom came diane lane and said uh you know just listen to my voice just focus because yeah. my, my kids go to a charter school yeah. and there's uh there's um special needs kids mixed right in with mm-hmm. with uh the high functioning kids and so uh and so you see this you see how kids need special attention and that superman needed but you have a daughter attention. who's also like isn't she really sensitive to sound or something like that or yeah she's she's I actually she, thought of her when i yeah, saw that scene. she's through that now but yeah she had a high sensitivity to loud noises and sound and it was uh you know and it's, it's overwhelming yeah if it's overwhelming if you're if you're that age and you don't know how to deal with stuff like that stuff like that is what i 
what I think the film does well is when it uh, it sounds weird, but I, I'm this way with like the old uh, the old Claude Rains Invisible mm-hmm. Man. Anytime it takes this I, somebody's powers or just the way they are, and just and it actually shows some of the specifics of that. The idea of the Invisible Man has to wear a sleep mask because he sees through his eyelids. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that I think is awesome. And then mm-hmm. stuff like yeah, when you are as attuned to everything as Superman mm-hmm. is, it's actually more paralyzing than freeing. Right. Like, you need to be able to focus it. And then the briefest of moments when Zod has to deal with it, yeah. too, you're just like, oh, that's a nice payoff yeah. that they don't really do anything with. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, stuff like that was it's, good. It's like a kid trying to learn to ride a bike. He didn't know how to to manipulate all his powers that he yeah. had. So, Oh, and by the way, Diane Lane, I don't care how much old age makeup you put on her. If you put a couple wisps of gray hair I'm in her. I'm still in, buddy. I am in like Flint. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So hot. That's, that's why I, Dave and I try not to have conversations like that because we don't want to be like the other internet movie podcast. Right, right, right. But, uh, but it is one of those things where it's like not not like a, a hey who would you you know whatever right but uh, like who like as a kid who did you find like really try it's like it's like well Kim Basinger yeah from right. Batman yeah. and yeah. L A Confidential <laughs> and the real McCoy get away but then as and then as I got a little bit older uh, and I saw Unfaithful Ooh. which by the way. It, that's a weird movie because just like you're supposed to lament the fact that she's destroying her marriage, right? But man, those scenes are uh, yeah. <laughs> alluring, pretty exciting. But yeah, so and uh, yeah, and I think the casting of her, and, I like uh, and, Kev- and Kevin Costner was great. Yeah, I don't like what they do with his character, and they uh, okay, we're talking what, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. What don't you like that they did with Costner? I can't believe he would not save his dad um, in the Twister. I know See, he's going to sit there and die while his yeah, I kid and his wife and child look on. I, I, I love that he was a dog, but he was a dog. Come on. But as a as as a dad, he was willing to put his life on the line to protect his son's secret to protect because his whole thing throughout the whole movie is if people find out about you, they're not going to embrace you. Right. They're going to be afraid of you. I like that conflict. Yeah, I do like yeah, that conflict. That was a good point because I mean they already. Even when, the, when he saves, spoiler, that's mm-hmm. all yeah. spoiler. Yeah, it's all spoiler. Yeah. But when he saves the kids in the bus, yeah. you know, they thought it was like he would get a, like a nice pat on the back. Yeah. Like, no, this is, yeah, you can't well, do this it. is a real struggle. Do I let them die? What, what was, and, and what was I going to do? And Costner says, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and, and uh, so I, like I said, I'm not, uh, I wasn't, I don't have a history with Superman, but mm-hmm. my, one of our writers that I was talking to last night, um, he grew up with Superman. He he knew the character of right. pa, of Pa Kent, you yes. know, and that really Superman Ma, Ma Kent helped him to sort of manage his powers, and right. Pa Kent instilled him with the desire to help other people. Right. Um, and that uh, and with this, it's like I understand the instinct of wanting to mm-hmm. like protect his son, yeah, but. At the expense of a bus full, full of, of school children. kids, yeah, yeah, it's like the right maybe thing. that's okay. like maybe in that moment they could have developed the character where he's all for trying to hem his yeah, son, yeah. In, and then in that moment she's like, "I know what I've been saying, right? And you did the right thing, yeah. But now that you have, we we need to make some changes, <laughs> yeah, or something right. like that, you know, right? It was pretty, it was pretty, yeah, it was a pretty daring. Uh, well, that's what uh, lured me choice. into thinking. Okay, we got a deeper. Issues here, yeah. and I was in on that point. Mm. And yeah. then somewhere around there, they lost it. And I think what happens when he went, goes to the finds his fortress of solitude and finds out who his dad is, mm. then there's really no. I think the inner conflict is gone. He comes back and 
sees Diane Lane yeah. and says, I know who I am now. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're done with that struggle. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope we see the Cost- interesting thing I was looking at is over. No. I yeah. hope we see Costner in in the other movie. I hope he's in flashback still. I think they could still I hope do so too. some of that. And, and Russell Crowe was great. He was great, and they really didn't give. They give him just exposition, just all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and he sold it. Like, I mean, yeah. in the in the early scenes, obviously when he's on the planet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. But like when he's in the ship, he plays the role that that Jor-El often plays, which is just yeah. to guide. Yeah, and guide is a fun word for expose plot and right. your powers and that's yes tell you what's going um, on but he sells it and uh i like russell crowe i really want him to have a resurgence uh les miserables did not do it um well, and i don't think this is not will a good singer either. he's not a good singer he shouldn't have been cast i don't blame him for that he's trying to challenge himself as an actor good for him right <laughs> i blame i blame uh, tom hooper but uh but yeah uh, and that goes back to the the good cast it's mm-hmm. like you had all these and some of them meet the challenge because right. there's not a whole lot for them right. to do but then when it can't when it comes to somebody like Azad or uh, Lois Lane or Superman himself, there's just not enough there. Yeah, I thought. And um, I love all the subtext of the imperialism of the you know we go to the, they take over these other planets. Yeah, and they just suck every bit of uh, life force out of them, and then yeah. move yeah, on idea. to another. Yeah, thing. But it was very Matrix. Like yeah. Those babies in the little pods. Of my mind immediately went to the Matrix. But I, I have to assume everybody's dead, yes, right? Yeah, like yes, the imagery is so, from the Matrix. But it I, just kind of burned it. Right I there. did like that they made him. He he was the first natural birth, yeah. Yeah. birth uh, Kryptonian in years and years. Yeah, and the thing that got me, and maybe this is my own my own issue and my uh, my lack of awareness of the comic books. Krypton sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I always thought Krypton was supposed to be this great place with, yeah. with these amazing people. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and look at his dad. His dad's... His, and, and Zod is the, is the bad apple. Yeah. But their whole society should not be... It should not be uh, continuing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It needs... Where you are bred to be a servant um, yeah. or a farmer yeah. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right. the Borg. You know, they're the Borg, really, kind of. Yep. Yeah, they, it's like this they're assimilating our world, yeah. you know, Orwellian thing. Also, something you just said uh, made me, again, go back to the first Superman and a reason I don't like it. What's the planet? Uh, Krypton? Right. If you're Marlon Brando, he says Krypton. <laughs> and that drove me crazy <laughs> because they, was Richard Donner afraid to go, hey, Marlon. Yes. Come here a second. I need to say, yes, he was. Who so they just be? let him... Say whatever he wanted to in his tinfoil suit. <laughs> Krypton. Krypton. Superman. No, Marlon. It's not his name. <laughs> no. It's not Steve Superman. I know. So, um, uh, did you like the look of Krypton? I did. I, and it's not unlike uh, uh, Asgard with Thor. I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked the look yeah. of it. I, and uh, but they didn't. They didn't spend so much time on there that I got uh, bored with it. Yeah. So, um, so I liked that and. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, what are what are the other things I liked? Because um, I can. Sp- I've spent a lot of time on what uh, I don't. I liked like. Lawrence Fishburne. I thought he was a, a nice Perry White. Yeah, I did too. I like this new this new phase of Lawrence Fishburne's career, yeah. where he is the supporting um, mentor type, mm-hmm. like in Hannibal. Yeah, yeah, and um, others. I'm sure that I can't think of right now. <laughs> I liked him in Predators, but that's it's you know that's oh, me. I know something with gray hair. With gray hair comes great responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> the um, there was. There's too much destruction. This in, is what, uh, in, okay, in, this is something in, in I Metropolis. Want to get in. This okay. is this. Here we go. I don't get off anymore of seeing. I've seen every city destroyed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe it's. I don't. It's. 
It's still impossible to see New York. Oh, I'm sorry, Metropolis. Right, but right. really, come on, we know what we're talking about. Yes, um, eh, maybe it's a post 9/11 thing, or and, it's and I'm not a sensitive guy. But after a while, yeah. Okay, here we're gonna get we're gonna see right. this town destroyed one more t- that in Washington D.C. Right, I don't need to see the Capitol building exploding again. No. Hey, they're I destroying the Hollywood sign. Yeah, that happens. Oh a lot. my God! And then it's gonna be Tokyo. Right. I, and the preview, uh, the trailer before the movie was Pacific Rim. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. here's Tokyo getting blasted. Yeah. It's almost Haven't like they been through there, enough. Yeah. There's a there's <laughs> like a, a destruction right. porn. You know what I mean? It's oh, just yeah. like and, it's, I don't get off on seeing buildings. And and Schmidt says Schmidt said. It, that was like twenty nine eleven. How yeah. are they ever going to come back from that? And still, by the time they the fight goes on into the, like the um, Grand Central Station yeah. terminal, yeah, there's still people like walking in the background, like yeah. they're go- still commuting. I mean, there were <laughs> towns being destroyed for the last twenty minutes, and you're oh, I'm, I'm there had to be sick. like casually walking <laughs> there, in the background. There had to be hundred and fifty thousand people killed during that that we don't see <laughs> during that that battle. Oh, there's got to be a million. Yeah, million. Yeah, I mean, so that was... How many people... buildings are falling on people? So I just don't see... I, 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 Superman should have taken Zod elsewhere. Yeah. The ocean. To fight anywhere. <laughs> because I don't see how we're going to come back... Unless we come back to Metropolis and the opening shot of the next movie is Superman putting the last girder yes. on the last building. <laughs> right. And I, it ends with him walking back into the Daily Planet. Yeah, up the running, one building up and running. Yeah, the uh, okay. So, and this is this is the big online uh, debate happening yeah. about the film is the, about the destruction and the yeah. collateral damage. Because oddly enough, this is something David and I have been saying about Michael Bay for years. Yeah, yeah, and people seemed okay with it. Right, and then Superman comes along, and I think it's because of the character of Superman. Yeah, he would not let this happen one way or right. another. He would do everything he could. Whereas to remove... the Transformers don't. Yeah, they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. they don't care. The bad boys don't give a shit. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, but yeah, and so I I had tweeted what I thought was just, I was just trying to make a joke mm-hmm. where I just said extra extra all of a Metropolis killed except for Daily Planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. And uh, and then. Somebody, uh, a listener who's uh, tweeted me in the past, I think, and he's a perfectly nice person, but uh, he's he was clearly frustrated with everyone saying that kind of thing, but then me specifically. And so he goes, so what? And he's like, I don't see you uh, arguing when there's uh, collateral damage in the Avengers and then hashtag double standard now. But you know what? The, there wasn't as much destruction in the Avengers. And here's they kept it under control they try a little to keep bit it contained, yeah. which a team can do and right. superman can't admittedly but also you've got captain america working Did with you just the say police. as a team can do as a crime fighting team <laughs> yeah. superhero team but we all know do. the advantages of being part of a team mm-hmm. well look when those guys assemble they can get stuff done <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead i'm sorry but anyway so in in the avengers we have captain america working with the cops mm-hmm. to evacuate people right so first off they show an awareness that there are people yes and then yes. we see Captain America once again, who I just said earlier has the same a similar personality to what Superman is supposed to have. Right. We see him go like into the bank, and there are those alien guys, whatever they are, uh, like pointing guns at the crowd, right. and he's like, "I need to help this crowd right. of people," and it just sort of by we kind of take our cues from the characters, and if the characters take the innocent uh, civilians seriously, then yeah. we will too. Right. Superman, uh, I'm I'm sorry, Man of Steel, it. Uh, Really, the only characters that matter are the ones that we already know about. And it, beyond that, no one cares right. and just <laughs> let them die. And I am of the opinion, 
I think you need. I think a film needs to earn 9/11 imagery. Yeah. Um, not to imply that I, I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't like Avatar, its 9/11 imagery was earned. Yeah. <laughs> but with this one, like the ash coming down, just like you are trying to, you are borrowing our our feelings. You're, yeah, you're trying <laughs> to evoke and get an emotion out of us yeah. that. Well, even the uh, our army coming in and they're firing rockets right mm-hmm. in the middle of Manhattan and <laughs> they're deflecting and the the rockets mm-hmm. are hitting the buildings yep. and you know okay friendly fire yep. maybe I, I guess that we'll call that Chris Maloney's good though he is good I and actually wish is good and yeah. I actually wish they would have hired Chris Maloney to be uh, Lex Luthor Ooh, hmm. that'd be good because I really like I think he can be like that guy. And he's already got the shortcut, so zzz, zzz, no, yeah, off, absolutely. Done. And did you ever see him in Oz? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where he's, I first saw him. Yeah, yeah he's so, really good in that. Yeah, as well. so I think that was our Lex Luthor. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and that's and so that's another question. Okay, okay. So actually, I want to uh, before we get to ne- Lex Luthor and like what the next film's going to be because there's going to be one. Um, I might take this down to a six now when we're talking about it. Like all right. This. I, we're getting, yeah. we're getting them, Mike. We're getting them. But uh, <laughs> you know what? You get to a point like I want. I want them to be. I want them to be. I want to see Batman and Superman on screen together, and I want to see a Justice League movie. But it's just it, it, they, they've got to do this better. I mean, they Mar- got to get too much. They like Marvel made their choice the minute they made Iron Man what they were going to do. Yeah, and they had a plan. They, yeah, D, Warner Brothers is trying to go backwards. They're trying yeah. to. You know they're not willing to give Wonder Woman a movie and then and then and then build it to the Justice League. They want they want money, they want to make big money and they want to make big money immediately. Yeah, and Marvel do though right, but I mean think Marvel they they were like willing to wait. Iron Man was great. Yeah, you know Iron Man two wasn't so good, but the Avengers was good and Thor was good and Captain America was good. Yeah, and uh, so I mean. They they worked us through. Yeah, it's a, you almost got the feeling that they were always holding one thing back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they would pay off in right. the full movie. With this, right. they're obviously not holding anything yeah. back. <laughs> and they don't even give it. They didn't, this movie didn't give us the end credit sequence that we're used to in these Superman movies. I was sitting. Okay, so I was sitting in the theater. Credits start rolling, and I was like, okay. I pull out my phone. Everyone's gone, so I'm okay at that point. Yeah. Pulling out my phone, and I look up Man of Steel. And uh, post credit sequence, and and there's just all these articles about how there isn't one. I'm like done. Yeah. So yeah. bye bye. Yeah, I was very happy. Out. Like I don't want to spend longer in here <laughs> than I have to. But the one thing I wanted to ask you, okay. Tyler, about the uh, what is your opinion on this? Is uh, I guess your subject. All the Christ imagery in the uh, yeah, Superman. I did want to uh, talk about that. <laughs> so as listeners know, I am a Christian, and uh, boy, I get tired of Christ imagery sometimes. <laughs> um, and it does make a point of that he's 33. <laughs> Mike, I'm so happy you said it. There's no, there's no virgin birth, though. There's no virgin birth. But mm-hmm. it's, a diff- it's a birth that's different than the other, all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like a realer one. And anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's one of those things. At this point, I've come to just. Uh, I didn't think anything could beat Superman Returns for Christ imagery. Yeah, you know him getting stabbed in the side with the with the kryptonite yeah, knife yeah. and all that. But um, and then along comes Man of Steel, and and that's the thing. I knew that like, all right, Zack Snyder, he he wants us to take him seriously, and so he's. I, I'm sure he's going to invoke some of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going to do all of it. Right. <laughs> There's clearly a Mary, Mary and Joseph thing. Uh, the idea of Joseph not being his real father, but also being his father. Mm-hmm. And just and little things like making a big deal of, of Christ not announcing himself right away. Mm-hmm. Like not saying, 
not revealing this is who I am. They make right. a big deal of that. Uh, when he floats out of the ship, he floats oh, in the yeah. Christ yes, thing. Yep. And by the way, it's one thing if you fall... Yeah, like Gandalf does in Fellowship of the Ring, when you fall and you do that. But he flo- he allows himself to float, and so he has, in doing so, and because it's slow, he has a look of like, what do you think? Pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah. It has that look to it. But um, Amen. <laughs> yeah. I also when he's talking to the army, yeah. he's floating up. Yeah. Above, you know, just- it's not man of faith, it's man yeah. of steel. <laughs> and it's just, and and that was the, and the 33 was the icing on the cake. In my, in my mind, it was just like, I very cynically was like, I wonder how old Superman is. <laughs> and then when he says, I'm 33 years old, I'm like, of course you are. <laughs> and it's just, That was your eye-rolling moment? That was the, the one where it's like, eh, that's the last one. I can't think of any others. <laughs> they, have him with, they have him with a beard for a lot of the movie. Yeah, it's just, how did Jesus shave? I know, it was a couple times. He was almost had like a halo glow around oh, him. And then and when he's in the church, church yeah. Jesus is behind There's him. There's a shot with Jesus, a stained glass right behind and it's And that's the thing. And I do know, by the way, because uh, it's my job to know this kind of thing with the other podcasts and all that, that uh, that Warner Brothers is Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. Warner Brothers uh, specifically did some marketing to the Christian market hmm. because there's so much because the Christian market is, uh, as we see from Passion of the Christ and stuff, they're always looking for something that's for them, right. whether it's good or not. And um and so they specifically were marketing it to them and saying, look at this, like they did with uh, The Road a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and I don't I as a Christian don't like the idea of being pandered to. If you're going to do it, then just tell a good story. And yeah. but that's the thing is it felt like yes, there's natural Christ analogy with Superman, but they went out of their way to have every bit of Christ analogy. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I guess there was. I guess there's no Judas. Is there a Judas that we can think of? Is there anybody that betrays Superman? Uh, that's boy. I don't think so. No, I don't think anyone betrays Superman. Yeah, because no. because like in in any kind of Christ now, like the Matrix. All right, there's a John the Baptist, there's a Mary Magdalene, and there's a Judas, mm-hmm. and there's there's all kinds of Christ analogy in that one. So like, so as far as the specific story and parallel, it's like all right, well, <laughs> Lois Lane is hardly, hardly Mary Magdalene, right. but uh, but I look for things like that. And so in this, you've got uh, you've got his real father who gives him guidance. You have his uh, oh. Hang on. Wait a minute. And then you've got his parents. And then in Zod, you have something of a Herod. You've mm-hmm. got, uh, and you, you also have a certain uh, Moses thing as well yeah. uh, with Pharaoh and the idea of trying to find the one child and swearing mm-hmm. I'm going to find that one child. So, there, oh, I, did, I just thought of that one. <laughs> oh, there's a little something for everybody there, isn't there? I'm just yep. trying to think if he was betrayed by someone. I, uh, I, don't, I don't think, think so. I, I feel like it would jump out more. Yeah. I, um... I still love seeing superheroes up on the big screen, though. So that's why. Oh yeah, I, and, and I, I see them all. And, and I yeah, and I but except Green Lantern. And I, uh, you, you never saw it? <laughs> no, I wanted to I see it. pieces on uh, TV. I couldn't. I wanted it's as to good see as Man it. of Steel. Okay, I wanted to. Well, you know what? How about this? If you had emailed me and said I want to talk about Green Lantern, then I probably would have seen it. <laughs> I, Man of Steel was not the reviews it was getting. It was not a high priority for me. And you know what makes me like? And then they go, "Well, we're going to do it Justice League. We might recast. Don't recast Ryan Reynolds. He's, nothing, he's good. He's good. Nothing actor. wrong with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he did a fine job in what. It's always the script. Is it, yeah, and it's and when it's a when it's a, a property like that, Green Lantern, which yeah. which. I mean, people immediately know Batman, Superman, even yeah. pa- 
people that aren't fans of com- of comic books. Yeah. Green Lantern, you do a little have to do a little bit more work right. to tell people what it is, right. and so then I think you're going to get a lot more studio involvement. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that it's branded just the right way. Is there a way we can wedge Hellboy into this uh, <laughs> Justice League? I don't think we can. <laughs> I, I think you can. It couldn't hurt. Yeah, why not? <laughs> that would be fun. At least See? that character's established twice in a, in movies now. Yeah, two good movies, I think. So, uh, do they have a plan that you've heard of of, of when this, they want to release this? I, I think they want to. I, I think they want to do another another Man of Steel. I heard that they are, and of course we're all saying. I heard this. I heard, I heard that, that. But we I, don't know anything. Yeah, right. But I did hear that. Uh, I was reading this on uh, IMDb that. Man of Steel did so well financially, regardless of reviews and stuff. Right. It did so well financially that they are so eager to get another one out. They may try and release it at the end of either end of 2014 or spring of 2015. Right. That is insanely fast. Yeah, because first even of all, spring of 2015, which is mm, just just short of two years. Yeah. That is for a movie like this. That's fast because they've had since 2006 to come up with a, a new script for Man of Steel, and it. Yeah. Isn't terrific by any means. Yeah. So how are they going to rush another movie out that quickly? Maybe they think all the elements are there. It's like, all right, he's at the Daily Planet. Now we've got Lex Luthor. We can fall back on. It's been, you know, his his identity, his backstory has been established. So now we just got to fill in the fill in the blanks. Which, by the way, it's not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If that's their mentality, which it could be, then I'm <laughs> right. not thrilled with that either. And just so, seeing, uh, I know it's a small thing now, but in this day and age, seeing a newspaper. Is weird. Come on. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's going to go to the paper. Yeah. Yep. I want to go where I can ask questions and, yeah, to this fossilized uh, form of media. Yeah. Why doesn't he just go work at TMZ? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, um, go blog. Do something. So, yeah. Now, d- did you see uh, Iron Man 3? I did. Did you see it? Iron Man 3? No. Oh, what did you think of that? Uh, I. Mostly liked it. Mm-hmm. There is, I will not say what it is. There is the twist. Yes. That. Oh, see, I'm the audience who hasn't heard it. So. Okay, so you don't know what the twist is. I do is. not know. What okay, the then twist. I will. Not I say loved what it is. and and I loved it, and yet I could understand if you're a purist where you would be disappointed. But absolutely. But that's it's it was pretty ballsy. And ballsy, ballsy is the word I use. And ballsy, use. kind yeah. of in a good way too. Kind of mixing it up a little bit. Not afraid to do it. Third installment of a successful franchise, yes, and the, you know a, a a flagship movie of mm-hmm. this year. Those are hard to do. They're yeah. hard to do, and for them to have so huge a twist, yes, that undercuts so much, mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to they're going to get the wrath of purists. And no one, this twist is not one where you go. You know what? I think you're never going to see this coming. You don't see it. Oh, they see, give now it, I got to run out and see it. They give you it's this. really good. I've seen it twice. Okay. And, and quickly in succession. Like the, the day it came out and then like the following week I saw it again. I think I feel like I'd like to see it again because yeah. I think I think I don't really I don't, I respect the twist. I don't think I like it in terms of the story. Right, right, right. But it's still, it's handled well. It's really handled you know, well. Because Ben Kingsley's awesome. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So um, but yeah, Favreau again. No. no, this is Shane Black. Shane Black oh, wrote, yeah. wrote it, too. So, and it, it feels like him, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like a lethal weapon movie more than it does a superhero movie, and that's not bad, a bad no. thing. I no. like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh. And a lot of people uh, that, oh, I love didn't it. do much. I thought Val Kilmer was great yep. in it. Yeah. The great thing about Iron Man is that everyone knows Tony Stark is Iron Man. So even if you're not seeing 
the suit, the whole and and Iron Man's not in the movie that much. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. is, and yeah. he's Tony Stark, and Tony Stark's Iron Man because he told us he was. Well, and I I tell you this is a re- oh go ahead. Well, bringing back to Superman, another mm-hmm. thing about his identity. I mean, I think enough people saw Superman, yeah. to yeah. know he can't walk in the streets anymore no. and put on a pair of glasses, nope. and be and be the cub reporter. Maybe nope. as maybe as he walks I mean, the next movie, he'll walk down the street and everyone will do that little sting like nose thing, like I know, yeah, I know. We're all, all just choosing to. I would have loved if he, now. We, if we he, see you, Superman. I would have. He should have shown up at the paper with the beard yeah, that he sure. had yeah. the whole way through the movie. Yeah. Um, and did you see? And I'm just throwing these out there because these are movies that I think far succeeded what Man of Steel did so far for me. Did you see Star Trek? Oh yeah, yes. and I, I loved it. Loved it, Mike. Did you like? Yes, it? Yes, I did like it. I like yeah. the first one, uh, new one better than this one. Uh, but I like the, I like this I, one better. I go back and forth. In a lot of ways, I like the first one, but and as much as I do like Eric Bana as an actor, yeah. he's not given as much to work with as a Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> that guy's and, amazing. And the the character, uh, and we've spoiled it on the show before, and yeah. this is a this is an episode of spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, uh, except for Iron Man three, except for Iron Man three. Yes, yeah. I appreciate um, it. But yeah, so but Khan is just a much more uh, satisfying. Villain. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, and when yeah. Uh, and when and when 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 Chris Pine as Kirk went into the the radiation room in my head, I'm like, they're gonna do the whole thing in reverse. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I love they give everyone something to do. They give every. It's no longer. Sulu and Chekhov sitting at the console. They yeah. actually, and Uhura, they all get to do something. Yeah. I mean, you would have never seen Uhura beam down to that fight and help out in, right. the, in the 80s movies. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, is I think they're trying to be a little bit more, probably for, probably it's a good thing that yeah. they're doing this, that uh, they're trying to have the lone woman of the yeah. crew do something good and yeah. show that she's just as vital yeah, as these male characters. A, uh, yeah, the other one with the gratuitous uh, bikini shot in there, that was that was a little blatant. Yeah. <laughs> a little out of nowhere. Hey, you can't win them all. You know? Yeah. But, uh, that was even in the trailer, too. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a trailer moment. Oh, I'm sorry. Super Did I cute, walk though. in on you? Uh, oh. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was... Uh, when they do the Star Trek porn parody, they just can just lift that scene exactly. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. They don't have to change any dialogue. Nope. Um, but Who else uh, do you think did it right? Like, and what did Man of Steel do wrong? Um, I, I think I think casting was all right on the money. Yeah, uh, I like that they have a have a villain that he could physically fight. Okay. I did like some of those in air fights where he would punch and fly and punch. All right, we're on Zod now, which yeah. is very good for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that we uh, we wound up here. Terrence um, Stamps a better Zod though. He's a better Zod, but he's also given more to more to do as yeah. far as a performance. Right. I, I love Michael Shannon. I loved. Yeah, uh, I like him too. Did you say? Did you see Take Shelter? No, but I saw no. Mud. Oh yeah, he's good in he's Mud, good in and mud. he's good in uh, Revolutionary Road. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen Take Shelter, I didn't see the Iceman yet. I didn't either. I hear he's the the only interesting part of okay. it, but it's actually surprisingly boring. I, I liked him in the Runaways movie when he played um, Kim Fowley. Kim Fowley, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, he's, he's amazing in that. So and anyway, he's, he's and I wouldn't know enough. I wouldn't know enough to appreciate that film. I think <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. His his uh, his um, his performance is this producer that brings these teenage girls in and and makes them a band. And he's so icky with them. And well, he's the one you cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he has he does a good icky. Yeah, <laughs> and he's evil in this. He he, he kills. Um, but it's almost like Jarell. They just—he's just snarling a lot. You know what I mean? He's, and and he's he can very, do so much more, and he's just yeah. yeah. He's very one note, and people are saying like, "Oh, Michael could have done that almost." 
Yeah, he did in Batman yeah. and Robin. Yeah. Put, put um, you on the ice. Put you on the ice. <laughs> oh, you Frosty ice freeze. <laughs> Give these people air. Go Hagen. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible movie. Um, there's one scene with Zod where you kind of get a slight hint of what he could have been, mm-hmm. and it's when he when he mentions that I killed Jor-El and not a day passes that it doesn't haunt me. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah. Remorse? Humanity? Yeah. It's all there. And then he's like, but I will not hesitate. It's like, oh, okay, it's gone. Uh, there yeah. it goes. Yep. Yep. And it just bothers me so much that like you've got a good character, pardon me, a mm-hmm. potential for a good character, good source material, I should say. And then a, a great actor who is who has shown in the past that he is going to commit to whatever he needs yeah. to do, and that's what you come up with. Yeah, I always thought, based on Revolutionary Road, I always thought that if they were going to that he'd make he would have made a good Joker. He has yeah. a, or a good Scarecrow. Yeah, he has a, a quality to him that uh, is unstable. He's an odd looking man too. He's not looking. He's got kind of the, the kind of the bug eyes, but yeah. uh, and in the end, just a little little old fashioned neck snap. Yeah. yeah, takes yeah. him out really, uh, and we'll t- yeah, and we'll talk about that in a moment as well. Uh, but I did want to talk about okay. Speaking of the destruction and the and the fight mm-hmm. between the two of them, okay. As as someone who knows Superman better than I do, okay, when they're hitting each other and throwing each other into buildings, yeah, hitting the building does not affect them, and I get it. I understand right. why because now they're interacting with Earth and they're better than Earth right. essentially. But when they okay. If Mike were to punch me in the face right now, which right. I have to assume, I have to assume he wants to. Right. <laughs> no. um, but uh, Never. I see on. violence in you, Mike. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a peaceful man. <laughs> man of peace. Man but, of peace. Uh, Mike Siegel. <laughs> it's not so, not so dramatic a film, yeah, but, no, but no. that's all right. Um, but uh, man of peace just comes out. Please break it up. <laughs> Fellas, fellas. Enough. <laughs> We've had enough destruction for one day. But uh, yeah, I guess that's where the Jesus analogy breaks mm-hmm. down yeah. is the constant violence. Yes. But anyway, uh, so if Mike were to punch me right yeah. now, I would feel it immediately right. and it would have an effect on me. Right. And then if I were to come back and punch him, yeah. he would feel it. Right. Then we, were pro- we could probably throw a few more punches before we are both unable to punch each other anymore. So those two guys should be exhausted. They should be exhausted. When they fighting, punch each other, yes, they should be they're exhausted. they're fighting someone of yes. equal if he was, power. Yeah, if they were fighting yeah. men. Yeah, they're not invincible. They shouldn't be invincible to each other. Yeah. And by having them both basically just able to withstand everything, yes. it just lowers the stakes. It makes it boring. You're right. It I went on a little long. That. What was that? It went on a yeah. little long, too. Longer than a what basically comes down to a fist fight should, longer than it should go. But that's the nature of, like, We well, had a lot of city to destroy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's like, hey, there's a spot over there. Can you throw me <laughs> that way? we uh, destroyed yet? <laughs> but, yeah, that's something that really, really yep. gets me. The more you talk about it, the more you can whittle <laughs> it away. you out of it, huh? <laughs> I know. Are you down to a six or a five now? Uh, Where are you? No, I'm, I still give it a seven because okay. I did. I did. Um, again, I did like the casting. I like the things that they did with him as a young, a young man, and that was enough for me too. And I liked seeing the. I liked seeing the big S up on the screen, <laughs> on his chest. I oh, okay. Seeing, okay. <laughs> I like seeing these iconic characters up on the screen. Oh, it, so, no question about it. You know, wanting to like it uh, might throw my review into a well and that's that's perfectly fine i mean there because i want them to do another one i want to see this yeah i want to see superman again and, and hopefully they'll rectify the what they did bad in this yeah. one and so I'll, I'll throw out a question to both of you um that seems that that is getting asked a lot online 
Why is it so hard? Batman, Dark Knight Rises not being isn't perfect by any no. stretch, but it's good. Yeah. So you got three good Batman movies there in a row, and then you got a couple good X Men movies, some good Spider Man yeah. movies. The Marvel universe is, is doing pretty well right now. Fantastic Four could be better, obviously. Um, but like, what is it about Superman? One of the most iconic, one of the top three yeah. superheroes as far as in people's minds. Yeah. Maybe what? number one. Maybe number one. I think Batman's number one now. Now he is. I think it's Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. Yeah. But um, what is it that makes it so hard to make a Superman movie? I think because he's invincible. I think, I think it comes down to like what I was saying. It's just yeah. like in terms of just there's a, it's a huge flaw in a dramatic character yeah. when you're invincible. It's, there's nowhere to go from yeah. there. And they tried to create this backstory. And I, I kind of saw why they were... Because mm-hmm. that's all he's got. Where, yeah. What planet do I belong to? Where to... Yeah, he doesn't feel yeah. right, but then it's which sold. is why when he's like, "Oh, this," he one. gets it halfway through the movie, right? Yeah, and oh, I know who I am now. Yeah, well, that was your whole turmoil, and now it's just and like I got to fight bad guys. Well, okay. And then his one, his one thing that he's uh, like never for a moment did I not believe that he was going to win. Oh no, that he was. Uh, you know, should I get myself up? Do I trust? Right. I yeah. almost wanted a thing where Michael Shannon almost started to win him over. It's like, no, yeah. we can... Yeah, but he wins. Yeah. It's just, it's like, oh, I'm going to win win him over with this sea of skulls. Yes. Right. That'll really get him going. <laughs> right. And like, Which like, is cool imagery, but like, that's not how you persuade someone. I mean, we right. tried to sell him, like, you know, we're, we're going to make this planet better. Yeah. yeah. You know, these, we're going to bring them up to our level rather than, you know... Come down to their level. Yeah. And then maybe find later on there's a oh no he's this guy no is no good mm-hmm. yeah and like in Superman Returns when there there's actual kryptonite once once Superman's down for the count with kryptonite you literally you would have to just cut his head off you know what I, I mean question. <laughs> you just can't leave he's he's we did it leave him no, no he's gonna it's a movie he's gonna get out yeah. yeah and we keep we keep mentioning uh, Mike Schmidt on here because he's very opinionated about this kind of thing <laughs> I remember for Superman Returns he yeah. always said once you've got that that kryptonite stuck into Superman. How do you not? I believe, and this is I'm quoting Mike. Oh, I know it's uh, a horrible. Quote. You know where it's going. Oh yeah, it's uh, where it's just like, why don't you just rape Superman at that point? Because even then, if he comes <laughs> yeah. back and wins, and you go to prison, you're the guy that raped <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Who's gonna mess with you? <laughs> yeah, it might. It might and, and Mike hates Man of Steel. Hates. Oh, it. does he? Okay, hates every second of it. He saw it twice, but he hates <laughs> yeah. it. But he. Uh, it might just be. It like it might be an almost unfilmable project it's it's so like i think they can make a great wonder woman movie yeah and they haven't yet they no, haven't they haven't done anything it's been in like production hell for like 10 years but superman's just so hard because he's like so you know i don't know yeah. what it is and I, that's the thing is they need to we'll go back to uh some we'll go back to the uh, christ analogy um so years ago i was in a i was in a play in which that was a retelling of the, the you know passion story and all that and uh my friend was directing he's like well which which character would you like to play i was like oh judas no question about it <laughs> and especially the way that particular play was written judas is much more conflicted he's not just a purely evil character and he's like oh that's weird not jesus i'm like you know, I I am, I am a Christian, so I recognize that I should want to be, play Jesus. Well, I want to be like Jesus, but from an actor's point of right. view, there's nowhere to go. Right. No. You know, which is one of the reasons why it's I love Last Temptation of Christ. For, for hours, and, then, and that's your role. And <laughs> yeah. you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Judas, oh, there's a lot of stuff for me. It's fun to play to an infallible character. Right. As an actor, I mean, you want to have depth. Yeah. Of your character. I mean, I remember you in traffic. I mean, I, that was, <laughs> yeah. there was a character there who just like, oh man, this yep. guy's not pleased with how things are going. One thing. I mean, even in Superman 2, there's those parts where he gives up his powers. 
mm-hmm. to be with Lois Lane and then realizes, shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. that good in the sack, Lois? So shouldn't <laughs> And then he gets him back and then, you know, and, he, and then he appreciates. But there's no, you know, with Superman, there's just, he's just either... Yeah, just about every actor will tell you in an interview with being uh, the being the bad guy is a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. damn right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing is like, and Superman's such a a, a a a boy scout too. Yeah, like Batman, he won't kill you, but he'll yeah break your arm and leg. Yeah, you know, and Wolverine will kill you. Yeah. So, Batman will drop when he drops Jeff Fahey off the um, off the building. Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. I'm sorry. Get those two confused. A different, both bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a different '80s actor that right. no one thinks about anymore. Right, but he just drops him. Yeah, because he know this isn't going to kill you. It's yeah. not going to feel good either. So, yeah. but Superman won't do that. But even Batman on you know through his whole I think in all the movies like. On just about all the police forces against him, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. half the city, they convince is that everyone he's, he's loves a bad Superman. guy, and everybody loves Superman. You can't make yeah. him. Yeah, he's not bad. And that's yeah. the thing is like just stuff. Just I don't know. Conflict just presents itself mm-hmm. with Batman, or almost, or Spider Man, or almost any other superhero. Yeah. With Superman, you need to come up with conflict. You yeah. need to go out of your way. Like the idea of giving up powers. Mm-hmm. That's something, that's a choice he has to yeah. make. And it's a choice that is not always offered to him. Right. You have to sort of create that. And so there at the end, and they try to they try to do this, mentioning the, the snapping of Zod's neck. Um, <laughs> they try to establish he doesn't want to do this. And then finally he he does it, and then he lets out this scream. And it's like, okay, so he's screaming because he he killed someone that he'd prefer not to. That's fine, but you did not you did not do the Batman thing of establishing I don't kill, right? And now I have you've left me no choice but right. to do this. Like, think of how the much ultimate more, line that yeah, he had to cross. Yeah, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, it's kind of like it's kind of like Seven, where at the end Kevin Spacey is just trying to do. It's like. Even if it means he's going to die, he'll still win because he's gotten this guy to do what he right, wants to do. Right. Like, and it's such a great moment there at the end. Whereas this, because they haven't done a good job of establishing that Superman doesn't kill, there it's just like you have to sort of infer that, mm-hmm. oh, that's why he's screaming because he'd prefer not to do this. Although, admittedly, Zod kind of has it coming. Right. So, <laughs> but that's the thing. So they try and to. It's one of those things, well, they're of equal power. It's him or me. Right. And so. he's not going to go quietly exactly. anywhere like where are they gonna they can't put him in jail what are they gonna do to him he throw him in the uh, yeah. phantom zone yeah well the so, other conflict i found with him most interesting was when was when he was a kid and yeah. it's like i where do, do i help do i do not yeah. do i yeah. how much of this do i show and his father's keeping him one way and he yeah. wants to here's here's the here's bullied and I, having yeah. to take it See, <laughs> and i think it would have been neat to have him punch the bully and put him in the hospital like mm-hmm. And then after that, he feels terrible mm-hmm. about it. And then his father says, right. The, like, like you really you, hurt another kid. You hurt another kid. And how good do you feel? Like there yeah. you have a little bit of conflict. Yeah. And you establish. Th- then you flat. Then you can even have like a visual flashback as he's holding on to Zod. Yeah. And then he does this thing that he knows he's not going to like. Right. Why don't they just let me write? This yeah. Shit? <laughs> well, like, and here's here's the way you make a good Superman movie. I think I just figured it out. Okay. Forget Man of Steel 2. Forget rushing us into Justice League. I think Superman needs to be in the same movie with Batman. Because Batman is going to be the dark side, the Superman's light side. Yeah. I think that's the way. Like, Batman could be, it will be like, uh, you know, I'm not really buying all this 
stuff, and I don't really trust you that much because yeah. you're not from here. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think get those do a, um, uh, what are they used to call it? world's finest? Hmm. Do a team up with those two in a movie next because I think Superman needs that. You know, to balance it out so that he's not like, you know what I'm saying? You can call it good cop, bad cop. Good cop, bad cop. <laughs> and the good cop can rip you in half. So you want to be on, you want to make sure you yeah. stay on his And good what's side. great is because Batman is the greatest detective, he knows who Superman is. And because Superman has x-ray vision, he immediately knows who Batman is. Huh. In the, uh, in the DC animated movies that they, there's these DC direct, they make them straight yeah. to D. Mm-hmm. Um, Whenever Superman and Batman are together alone, they call each other Clark and Bruce. Oh, that's neat. And it's really, it's really cool. Those movies are done so much better than Man of Steel is done. It's interesting when they do those anime, those straight to DVD animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are really, really great. There's that uh, Under the Red Hood. Under the Red Hood is amazing. Yeah. There's a there's a scene in one of them where they're trying to get this criminal to tell them something that they need to know, something very important. And uh, he's not giving it up to anyone. Superman, he's not giving it up to anyone. And Batman pulls up and he goes, what's going on? They go, we're trying to get the information out of, you know, Johnny Two Shoes, whatever his name is. <laughs> and he goes, uh, let me talk to him. So Batman goes over to him, leans over like this, whispers in his ear. And the guy just starts singing like a canary. And Wonder Woman turns to Superman and says, what did he say? Because Superman. He's got the, yeah, yeah. And Superman goes, you don't even want to know. <laughs> and it's just so great. You're like, what? It's like did lost Batman, in translation. Yeah. What did Batman threaten that <laughs> yeah. makes this, what evil thing did Batman threaten this guy with that makes him give it up? It's great. So you have all these powerful yeah. Superman and Wonder Woman and, you know, and, and they're not going to physically take a hold of the guy, but Batman with his whisper. Wait, but doesn't she have the uh, truth lasso or whatever the... That wasn't in this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I had a, I had a question, and I know this is I, I don't know really anything about Wonder Woman. Doesn't she have like an invisible plane? Yes. Yeah. Does Please. that is she invisible when she's in the plane, or do you see her just hovering there? You see her hovering. You just see her like floating through space. At least in the TV show, we did and in the, in, in the comics. In the right. new DC animated movie, she flies. Okay. They just said she flies herself. She she flies like Superman flies. Oh, okay. So. Okay. All right. Also, in some of those DC animated movies. They make her taller than Superman. Huh. Because she's an Amazon. Yeah, yeah. So she should be <laughs> bigger than the guys. Hmm. Which is pretty cool. Who do you cast? Who's it? You know, I, I did a part in the Wonder Woman pilot that didn't get, not get picked up. I was really? a reporter in that, yeah. And All it right. was, uh, I can't remember the actress's name. She had a really long name. Schwarzenegger? Hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I actually cast, uh, I actually cast Megan Fox. I okay, really so did. you're going fairly young. Yeah, and she was, um... If you saw This Is 40, she was really good in This Is 40. I'm sure it, she it's was. It's comedy. Yeah. But she, I'm like, wow, I've never really seen her do, have some acting chops. Hmm. It's weird. For some reason, I always think of, of uh, Wonder Woman, or, or almost any time I think of like a superhero, I always think of someone like 35 or older, or maybe even 40. So like my first, like What's Wonder Woman, you in forty? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're not going to cast a forty-year-old yeah, woman. Not, I know. Come on, this is Hollywood. Be, it's going to be Miley Cyrus. Like a, like a, <laughs> I was thinking like a Carrie Ann Moss, or yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. someone she's like her. Old. Yeah, she's now. yeah. Now she's playing moms, so that's oh. not going to like way back, way 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 back before super superhero movies were even the 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 norm. I thought that uh, Gina Davis would have been a good Wonder Woman. Hmm. Yeah, she's a six footer. Yeah, yeah she is a six footer. <laughs> she's taller than everybody. But, I'm, uh, I'm pulling up on my phone to show you guys that some fanboy 
nerds yeah. <laughs> did uh did a mock-up you, isn't it it's yeah you. did a mock-up photo of megan fox as wonder woman huh. and when you see it you'll be like all right yeah it's uh one thing that i that i've started doing on the website is a uh, fantasy casting where i uh, oh, i i fun. imagine i imagine uh, a specific movie and i pick a, a director and a writer and then like here's the cast but also trying to I also try to, and this is the challenging part, is I try to justify why it would be made right now, and uh, so, and that's and that's been fun. And then also, what tone would be struck? And so it's like, all right, well, Nolan's Batman is over, so now what would they do? And I, I think I went with, uh, oh, now I don't recall. I think I went with uh, Andrew Dominic, who did Killing Them Softly and uh, Assassination of Jesse James. He has a really good visual style, and just picked like, okay, so who would be, who do we cast as each thing? And so. Um, so one of my favorite, one of my, I would say one of my absolute favorite nerdy things to do is to find just the right person and be like, that's, you can't, and to the point where when you say it, the person goes, ah, like that, they right. have that response that says, you can't do any better than that. Casting directors should, listen, should pay attention <laughs> to this. So, but when it's always off the top of my head and it's, when it's somebody of like a certain age range, like, like a 25 year old, uh, Wonder Woman. I tend not to. Uh, I'm. I'm just t- totally drawing a blank. But something like that, though. I mean, if you would have said like eight to ten years ago, "Hey, they're going to make an Iron Man movie. Who would you cast as Iron Man?" Robert Downey Jr. would have been the last person you would. Well, yeah, it, it was, wouldn't even come to mind. It was going to be Tom Cruise. Well, and that's that would have worked well. Yeah. He, he, of course, he would have delivered because that's what he does. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's. Well, yeah. Okay, that works. Wow, that's a good isn't, mock-up. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, Megan Fox's Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm down with that. Uh, is she good act- she's a good actress, though, you're saying. Um, I, 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 I she never, had a lot of depth in Transformers. I didn't really get to see, <laughs> haven't seen her do anything, but in, in This Is 40, she was playing, she was she had a lot of comedic chops. Mm-hmm. So I think we just haven't seen her do anything yet. Yeah. Well, and it's go, it goes back to, I well, think she's probably. She's scenery, you know, yeah, yeah, basically. Probably exactly. infinitely more for women than for men. Right. It's, <laughs> do you look good? Done. Enough. Yeah. That's fine. But, uh, and I don't think, I, I, you, I don't think we have seen the last of Christian Bale as, uh, as Batman. I don't think so at all. I, I, I definitely think so. I think, I think if Nolan is still involved and they do a Justice League movie and they back up the truck, I think, because I want to see Christian Bale's Batman with this Henry Cavill's yeah. Superman. That, I want those two guys. I don't want, I don't want Batman Jr. or, yeah. or uh, Army Hammer as Batman, which they talk about sometimes. Oh, Robin. Bring I Robin. I love Robin, but I don't want Robin. <laughs> I want I want that Christian Bale dark Batman with this Superman. And this is where just I feel like a Justice League movie is easily eight years off at a minimum. It, if they want to make a good one, yeah. it has to be. And if they're going to do that, I think yeah, but, they're going to reboot Batman at that point. Yeah, Bale would be what, 50 or something. Look, Which would still be kind of awesome. was 50. <laughs> um, but you know what? When you put someone in that suit. Yeah. His whole—he's all covered. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, uh, it, that hides Keaton, age. Keaton was not young. Yeah, no. when he did it, no. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, and so it's just so it'll anytime, be weird to see a new Batman in this new Superman universe. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do at this point. They would have either. to make a Batman that's so tonally different than the other one because yeah. then it, all you're gonna do is welcome comparison to the Nolan version. Yeah. And it'll come up short, right? But yeah, so, that's so why it'll be bail. But that's the fu- that's the yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is just the uh, when it comes. To, 
I try to I try to avoid uh, people speculating about what will happen like, right. in, a, in a film franchise um, because it's almost always wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> Especially when it's nerds doing it who have some kind of inside track. Right. Um, well, I heard. Yeah, it's yeah. from who? Another nerd. Yeah. <laughs> who heard from this guy? Who this guy? And then yeah. uh, who heard from an intern at Warner Brothers? Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, and and so anytime someone brings up because like Dark Knight Rises came out, Green Lantern came out, and then uh, Man of Steel, and so inevitably people are like, oh, this Justice League, and and at this point, maybe because I'm not much of a DC, I wasn't a DC guy, yeah. uh, I don't give a shit, and I think they cannot, I, w- I don't think they'll be able to get their act together enough. I don't think so either. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. They won't be able to do it well if they try to rush Right, it. right. Plus, there's so many animated things of Justice League that are so far superior to hey, just go to those and watch those. Yeah. Yeah, so DC still hasn't given us uh you know, many quality. Yeah. Superheroes. It's, it's yeah. got Batman. And then, and that was good and bad because it sort of changed the way people, with the exception of Marvel, which mm. stayed the course of being yep. fun and mm-hmm. being serious. But, but except for Spider-Man where they wanted to make the darker Spider-Man. So, did you see Sp- the amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield? Yes. What'd you think? I liked it. I okay. liked it too because right. I don't like Tobey Maguire. Oh, Okay. Why do you hate Tobey Maguire? Because I don't like looking at his face. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just, I just like he me. just seems like a what? And he just seems whiny. He and seemed I, whiny. And I bet he's a dick in person. I just don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, man. I don't. I'm not. I skipped the last one though. That one of his. That the. Oh, that's a win. Spider-Man Spider-Man Sandman thing. Sandman and Ven- that's a win. Ruining is that what you said. Oh. Th- that thing is. Uh, it's unwatchable. No, thank oh, you. That, that's why it's I, uh, unwatchable. That. Yeah, but uh, I have not heard good things. To me, Andrew Garfield looks like Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. He looks like Peter Parker, and um, and and I love her as Gwen Stacy. She's great. Emma Stone. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad. I don't know if you saw that, but for Spider-Man Two, they they took Mary Jane out. And they're going to recast her, which is good because yeah, I can remember. Although I like the actress they had originally from uh, the Descendants, I liked her a lot. Yes, but it, when I would read the comic book of Spider-Man when I was a, a adolescent, and you would turn the page and see Mary Jane, it was almost like a Playboy book to you then, because she was like va 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 voom, and she would call him. <laughs> Come on, Tiger. You're just like, whoa. Yeah. And I don't think they, they haven't cast someone that, because Kirsten Dunst definitely, to me, isn't married, comic book Mary Jane. Who is comic book Mary Jane? You know what? Maybe if she wouldn't have went off the rails 10 years ago, it might have been someone like a Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, she's got a natural the build. redhead as well. She's got the build. She's a natural redhead. And yeah. if you watch, you know, Parent Trap and Freaky Friday, she did it. She does have acting chops. She went. Down. Oh, absolutely. She did go. She just went off the rails. They yeah, would never went, cast her because not now. You would never. No, you couldn't get insurance to do it. I think it'd be to go back to the idea of uh, just Batman changing the tone of superhero movies. I think it'd be neat if uh, for the next Batman they just go totally the opposite direction and go Adam West just campy <laughs> tone, <laughs> but not like not like the uh, not. Not the Joel Schumacher route, but just uh, just pure, like uh, uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which is supposed to be kind oh, yeah. of uh, tongue in cheek, but mm-hmm. still still really good. Is that the, an animated? That's an animated thing, well. and it's it's kind of very similar to the um, to the Batman TV series. Thing is, if people don't know this, is everyone thought that that Batman show was campy, and it was. But if you read Batman comic books in the sixties, oh yeah, that's how they were written. Yeah. 
It's exactly, you know, the Joker would have a giant gun, and it was like, on, it didn't get... Sammy Davis Jr. would pop yeah. his head out the yeah. window and they'd climb in the The comic building. books didn't... <laughs> tonally, the comic books changed in the mid-70s through the 80s and through today, but that they were doing exactly what was in the comic book, Batman comic books in the 60s. They yeah. weren't doing that on screen. Yeah, practicality was not a big thing yeah. for them, just this giant yeah. gun. It's a, Well, just a regular gun would be yeah. fine. Shark repellent. But Oh, no question. His alphabet suit bat container, I remember there was one, <laughs> one of those. Um, so what do you give What do you give Man of Steel, scale of 1 to 10? I was just about to ask. Oh, sorry. Scale of 1 to 10, I'll, I'll throw a 5 at All right. I'll give it a 5. I think probably a five as well. Like, part of me wants to, because I don't want to be a jerk like right. Mike just was, apparently. No, yeah. <laughs> like, and I want to say six, but I cannot in good conscience say that. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with a five. <laughs> okay. It's probably warranted, but I'm still going to gonna take my eight away tonight, of, and I'm going to bring it down to a seven. Going to go loose okay. seven. So You're loose, not even dropping down to six. I'm not going to drop it down to six, because for me, it's it's... Still the best incarnation of Superman for me, other than that first 40 minutes of the first Superman. Okay. So, follow-up question. It's a two-part question. Would you recommend the movie to people in general? Mm -hmm. Follow-up question. Would you recommend it to fans of Superman? Mike? I wouldn't recommend it to people in general. I would would recommend it to fans of of Superman. Um, And watch them get... Angry. Oh, no question about it. (laughs) And have a discussion like this. (laughs) I might go the opposite way. I wouldn't recommend it to fans of Superman because they're going to have so many problems with it. But someone that's not familiar with Superman might love it. Yeah. Maybe. For the same, yeah. Re- yeah. For the same reason as like an Iron Man three, if you don't have an association right. with the comic books, right. you might like it more. But I would, well, what I would really do would be recommend uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> yeah. Is what I would do. That's yeah. the, the that and Iron Man three. They're the big summer movies for me right now, and I'm hoping that, although I don't think it's going to happen, but I love the Lone Ranger. I'm hoping that's fun. It's Gore Verbinski, who did Pirates. Uh, he did he, the first three. And one for three with those. I know, but he's still... And he did Rango, which I love. Yeah. Did you see Rango? No. Oh, good stuff. It's on Netflix. It's Give crazy. It I'll get it. I want to see World War Z. I want to see World War Z, too. It's getting better reviews than I expected it to. Yeah. Um, well, it had a lot of bad uh, press a, going into it. Yeah. I mean, just about the production. They went way over budget, and they yeah. reshot. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I was just looking before you guys got here. It, uh, it was... It's second for the weekend. Ooh, what's behind? first? Monsters University, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course, of um, course. But go see that. That's, yeah, that's, that's a great movie. Stuff. And so then, and I'm hoping Wolverine, I'm hoping the Wolverine's good because I like that Hugh Jackman's like, yeah, man, I'm Wolverine seven times. Let's do it. <laughs> there's, a, there's an actor who commits to a character and really wants to get as, as much as he can, mm-hmm. not necessarily financially, mm-hmm. although that too, probably, mm-hmm. get as much as he can for, as an actor out of that character. But it's the director that did 310 to Yuma. Yeah. Which I like. Yes. And it's the writer who did Oh Hell. Oh, he did uh, Jack Reacher, Usual Suspects, Way of the Gun. So uh, Is Christopher McQuarrie? McQu- McQuarrie, yeah. He, he wrote the Wolverine movie? Yeah. Excellent. So, I, and I, I, I won't... I can't, how do I say this little story real quick without divulging where it came from? Well, I won't... T- okay, well, I'll just pretend like I know this person. Okay. Um, I know uh, the stunt coordinator for um, uh, the Wolverine. Okay. And... Uh, I asked him uh, who the worst person was that he's ever worked with, and he told me Robert Downey Jr. Hmm. He said, because when they were doing a stunt, you remember the big airplane stunt mm-hmm. in Iron Man 3? Uh, some, Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't rehearse a stunt, 
and he twisted his ankle and they had to shut down for three weeks. So then they come back and he goes, okay, we're going to rehearse. And Robert Downey Jr. said, I don't want to rehearse. And he go, and the stunt coordinator said, well, then you know what? You're not doing it. We're going to CGI your face over a stunt man because you're not shutting down production again. Yeah. And then he said, all right, I'll do it. So then I asked who was the best person he's ever worked with. And he said, Hugh Jackman. No question. He said, nice to everyone he comes in contact with. We'll do anything you ask him to do. Pleasant, nice, the best. And I love that because that's how I feel that he probably is in person. From what they, I, okay, they say that about Tom Cruise too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. the set. Like, yeah. Knows everybody's yeah. name with yep. the, like, and, and just really yeah. great to be around. But it's nice to hear that stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think it, it's probably two-pronged. One is he's not from here. He's from Australia. And yeah. I think he's, there's probably an element of like, hey, I'm just happy to be here. Right. <laughs> and he started out in theater. Yeah. And theater tends to be more communal. And uh, even if you're the lead, there's no like what you realize right. without the crew or whatever. Right. There, this doesn't happen. Plus, yeah. it, it came later in life. You know, I yeah. think you, when, when starting comes later in life for most celebrities, yeah. it, they can handle it better. Yeah. They've Down- had like real jobs and know how lucky they are. Yep. Yeah. Whereas Robert Downey Jr. grew up out here. Yeah. His dad he was, was a kid a actor. Director. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's been that's. The only job he's known, really, yeah. being an actor. Yeah. And I've noticed, like, you know, when I used to do a lot of celebrity interviews, those were the ones. If, if they were jerks, a lot of times, and it's a problem you have with models as well, mm-hmm. especially female models. They start when they're, like, 13, 14 years old. And that's the They're life. in Paris on runways, and they think that getting your picture taken is work. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're the ones complaining, oh, i got to get up at 6 a.m. and go into that yep. cold beach water and, and you're getting your photo taken. Shut up. Yeah. You're going to be know? okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> so I, I felt that way. I was, when I, uh, I did a little bit of extra work as well when I first moved out here uh, and I was, uh, uh, I was paid to be an audience member for Deal or No Deal and uh, uh, Howie decided, I call him Howie, uh, <laughs> he decided he wanted to do like a double so we wound up getting no break for lunch and uh, the audience was very upset yeah. Uh, and so the guy next to me was like, this is bullshit. This is. And I said, uh, man, I'm hungry, too. We are getting paid to sit and watch a game show. You could do worse than missing lunch. <laughs> yeah. You know, we get a deal or no deal. You got all those hot models. Up there, there you go. Absolutely. We're far away from them. <laughs> well, then this sucks. <laughs> what if you would have said that this sucks. We're too far away from the model. <laughs> Uh, well, there's you lunch can, in that briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a lunch or that's no a, lunch. <laughs> lunch or no a whole lunch. Whole different show. Um, well, this was fun. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so much fun with David not here. <laughs> did you miss him? Well, I mean, it, he did it without me, so I wasn't podcasting uh, uh, for either of my shows. I wasn't doing anything, um, and uh, it was kind of neat. But it was uh, coming. It was good coming back. It's, uh, it sounds weird. You both are podcasters. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but Mike recorded. This is third podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's my second. Um, but first in my heart. Let's just say that. Damn right. See, that's what I like to hear. Well, this LA Film Festival, I, I, I this is the first I've heard of it. So yeah. they are not pub- publicizing this well enough. Yeah, it's something that uh, is. I think it's relative. I think it's fairly new. Like mm-hmm. maybe a few years old at this point. And. Um, and yeah, it fills up. It fills up fast, and uh, so like the people that know about it know about it. Yeah, but they don't really put it out there. They don't advertise very much. But uh, but yeah, this is our first year uh, for Battleship Pretension getting access, and so David oh, David took that. Cool. Which is you got funny. a laminate, huh? Exactly. Nice. Oh, absolutely. Press. Um, <laughs> Might run into Clark Kent down there. Hey, 
<laughs> writing for the planet. New cub reporter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's huge. Did he even go he to journalism have... school? He's been out in a fishing boat. <laughs> he must have a lot of time to work out that Clark Kent. Um, okay, so real quick, I want to uh, talk about uh, our podcast and that sort of thing. Um, but before I do that, I will say, uh, everybody, July 18th um, at, oh, hell, not that one. I do not have it in front of me, but uh, there's a meetup for Battleship Pretension and Criterion Cast and Warner Archive at Comic-Con, and uh, it bothers me that I cannot think of the name of the bar. I apologize, everybody, but if you look it up on Facebook or on uh, Battleship Pretension, it, it'll, it'll pull right up. So, um, so yeah, please, please uh, come to that. We are, uh, or rather, our friends at Warner Archive are providing drinks, so mm. you can drink for free if you like. Um, and that includes uh, free chicken fingers for me. Ooh. So it all works out. Um, but yeah, so uh, so look that up. And then, um, it's weird, I can I can pull the address, but not, not the name of the bar. Um, and then my other podcast, More Than One Lesson, uh, Josh is out of town right now. And so we are doing mostly, we're airing mostly minisodes. But the next episode that's going to be going up, uh, which will be in, in one week, that will be a discussion of Looper with the companion film of the original Solaris, and I will have uh, Robert Hornack as my guest host on that. Now, you guys, as I mentioned before, you guys both host podcasts. Right. Pat, what is your podcast? Uh, my pod, my, my pod, my podcast. Hi. <laughs> my podcast is called Rock Solid. I co-host it with uh, Gary Lucy and along with producer Matt Belknap. And those um, post every Thursday. Uh, coming up this week is episode 103. And the topic this week, what is the topic? We have three in the can. Ah, yes. So I'm trying to think what the topic is. It's something about music. But it's a <laughs> comedy music podcast, and you can find it on iTunes and through Libsyn. Okay. And we've had some good guests this year. We've had Pamela DeBar and Lita Ford and Melissa Etheridge. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we're having fun. I'm noticing a specific lack of dudes, of a Tyler Smith there, well, or a David Bax. <laughs> do you play any music? Do you have any? Do you have an Academy Award for writing a song uh, like Melissa Etheridge does? I do have several podcast award nominations. All right, well, we'll talk. Do you like music? I do enjoy music. Well, we'll see what we can do. All right. <laughs> so, what if I said no? Are, are there? Do you ever run across someone who says I don't really like music that much? Uh, I think I have, and that's the same person. That's just like the person that goes, we don't have a TV in our house. Oh, yeah. shut the F up. I heard someone say, like, I don't like ice cream. Really? You really? don't like really? ice cream? <laughs> you don't like ice cream? Cool <laughs> deliciousness of it? No. What's the problem? You know what I hate? There might be some it? flavors you don't like, but I've heard yeah. somebody say that, and that just blew me away. Like really? ice cream. You don't like ice cream? Weird. How is that possible? That's <laughs> weird. Yeah, uh, I run across uh, every once in a while, people be like, I don't really like movies. And I'm just like, you don't like movies? <laughs> Look, I understand if maybe you don't like the kind of movies I like, right? which still makes you but wrong. The blanket statement of no movies? I don't like movies. <laughs> it just astounds me. Yeah. But anyway. Now, that's, and then, that being said, I don't like sports. Oh, no, I don't care for sports. But you know what? I can still go. I'll go and watch an, angle, uh, an Angels game. Yeah, I, will oh, I, I will, too. Yeah, I love it. But I don't follow it. I don't care. Right. Is so. it just because of the religious overtones of the team name? That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, what about your podcast? Yeah. It is the uh, Travel Tales podcast. TravelTalesPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just redid the entire website. So it looks, it looks good. Fantastic. Thank you so good, much. Uh, good new logo. Thank you. Thank like you very much. Um, yeah. We talk about uh, travel stories around the world. You were been a guest on it. I've been trying to get Pat on it for a while. I don't know. He's got to go somewhere first, maybe. I got to travel a little bit more. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh, 
Switzerland in Ooh. August, and uh, after that, Beautiful I'm going place. to I'm gonna I'm gonna push myself to be on the show again because now I've been places. At a boy, I've you, been. To, you were a couple places. I've been to a couple places, but since then I've been to New Zealand and then uh, oh. uh, Switzerland. So did you love it? New Zealand's it. gorgeous. It's, it's the best. So and it's super awesome because I got to meet some some listeners, and it sounds like I'm going to meet one in Switzerland. It's that's kind of neat. Did, did you, you go to the Shire? In, yeah. Uh, did you take the Lord of the Rings tour? Is that what you did? I took a Lord of the Rings tour, okay. and we did stop off at uh, Hobbiton. Yes, you on did. the way, and it and by far my be- my favorite part of watching The Hobbit was like ah. I've been standing right there, <laughs> which is not something you often say when you're watching a fantasy film. No. Right, right, right. But uh, anyway, that's neither here. So that's TravelTalesPodcast.com. Yep. And then for Rock Solid, where do you go for that? As far as uh, you can find it on Libsyn or iTunes. And this week's topic is trios. We play our favorite songs from uh, bands that are trios. Okay. Green Day, The Police. Rush. All right. So, uh, if anybody has any uh, questions or comments, you can go to uh, battleshippretension.com. You can leave a post on this uh, on this episode. You can email me, Tyler, at battleshippretension.com. You can email David, David, at battleshippretension.com, and tell him how much you enjoyed this episode. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at More Lessons, which is the uh, Twitter of my other podcast, More Than One Lesson. And then you can follow David at The Pretension. And uh, we also have a Facebook page that uh, that you can like. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate thank you. it. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll get you next time. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.